Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tim Gaither podcast. We've had a little bit of a uh, delay in between episodes because I had some stuff going on in my life and I was on the road for a while, but uh, we're back, and my guest today is going to be my friend Justin Leon. He is on hold waiting for us right now. Um, at the end of this podcast, uh, I'll give you all my social media information again, but check out my fan page, Tim Gaither, and my YouTube, youtube.com slash Tim Gaither. There's going to be a lot of stuff on there, and this is going to be uploaded to SoundCloud. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my buddy Justin Leon. Justin Leon, what's up? <clears throat> what's happening to you, Jake? How you doing, brother? I'm pretty good. <clears throat> you sock dodging old man trap. If you know what that if <laughs> if you know what that phrase is from, uh, I'll send you a hundred dollars. Say it again. You sock dodging old man trap. All right, I, I, I said that you have to send me 100 if you don't know it, right? Yeah, I heard that part. Yeah, I'm all over that. <laughs> What's that from? That was the line that allowed uh, John Wilkes Booth to kill uh, Abraham Lincoln. It was in, a, in the play. He was an actor, and he knew that when they said that line, that it was going to uh-huh. get a huge laugh. And then he would be able to uh, open the door without anybody hearing him and uh, pop Lincoln in the head, and that's what he did. Why do you know that? Uh, I read a book about the killing of Lincoln, and uh, <laughs> another thing about okay. old poor Lincoln, he had some guy... Was that the, uh, was it the, the Bill O'Reilly book? Yeah. Oh, my God. You read a Bill O'Reilly book? The uh, the killing, there's one killing Jesus, there's Lincoln, there's Kennedy, and uh, yeah, they're all pretty interesting. Um, yeah? He co-wrote it with somebody, but yeah, and Lincoln also, um, the guy that was supposed to be guarding him that night went to the, uh, went down the, the street to the bar and was getting shit-faced. Uh-huh. <laughs> so John Wilkes Booth was able to just come in and kill him. And the guy and the guy didn't even really get in any trouble. They were just like, "What were you doing?" He's like, ah, "Sorry, I was drinking." <laughs> Some things never change. What was I secret service in Brazil screwing all the prostitutes? Do what now? What wasn't it the uh, our, our U.S. Secret Service that was in Brazil at one time? And they were all partying with the with the hookers and stuff. Uh, that doesn't surprise. I don't know. That doesn't surprise I me. I don't, I don't read. I saw it on the news. <laughs> maybe I saw it on Facebook. Uh, so maybe, maybe it was an Instagram post. So what's up, man? So did you got that? You got that package. I can't believe that got there that fast. You you put it in an overnight or two nighter thing, and uh, yeah, it was bright and early Monday morning. It was here waiting on me. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, uh, those chia seed things I sent you. They're. Uh, I'm trying to keep Justin. Damn it! Who is this? <laughs> Don't call here ever again. Do you hear me? You got two phones. You fan. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure why we do. I uh, <laughs> I wrote a new joke about about my aunt, my my home phone, um, about how the only people that call it are telemarketers. So now, now when they call, uh, I, my outgoing message, it's full right now, but <clears throat> I would play it for you. 
It just says, leave a message and I'll call you back, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't give that number out. I used to have a message that said, if this is a bill collector, I, I won't be calling you back. Anybody else, you can leave a message. Yeah. And they would, and sometimes they would leave smart-ass messages on the, on the, when, when I was, we, we will need you to call us back. When I was a kid, if I would get lost at the store and I would like like go to the front and have him have my my dad paged, he would always get, he would always get pissed off at me. He'd be like, "There could be bill collectors in here." <laughs> I don't think your dad was accidentally losing you, by the way. Well, I man, he left my little brother, who's thirteen years younger than me. He left him at a Walmart one time. Just left him there because he was like looking at some toys and shit, you know, because kids do that. And uh, and uh, he got frustrated because he wouldn't listen and come on, so he just left him there. <laughs> he he went home and my stepmom was like, "Where's Cody?" And he's like, "I left him at the damn Walmarts." He always puts that. <laughs> He always puts an S on everything, too. Walmarts and McDonald's. And I guess McDonald's is right. He's, he's in aisle seven looking at toys. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad is a special cat, man. Uh, if by special, you mean wedding. like retarded, yes. No, not retarded. I don't know if he's retarded. I, I don't know. If he has, has he been tested? I don't I, know. I don't know. <clears throat> he, he just... He he was a he's he's in he was in rare form at your wedding, man. He was just like, yeah, can't stop him from doing it. <laughs> just like you know, wedding day. Just come on, Dad, jump in with the joy. He wasn't trying to hear none of that. Well, I'll have to take your word for it because he didn't say one word to me on my wedding day. So <laughs> I was doing it. I know, and I was doing everything I could. I was I was giving you nothing but love every time I talk to him. I tell him how you are and and uh and how you're my best friend and all that kind of stuff yeah. he was a hell of a wrestler <laughs> he compliments he just wouldn't do it to your face yeah one of those guys he don't he don't want to he don't he never wants you to feel bigger than him he never wants you to be tougher than him he just wants you to always be a little boy like my my my, my dad uh you know my sister just had a baby and uh you know, in his head, he, he can't, you know, my sister's 30-something years old. He can't just say, wow, I can't believe my daughter has a new, my little baby's having a baby. Man, she's 30. You can let the little baby stuff go. Yeah. You know, she, she, she's released albums. She, she's a, 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 a great singer. She's talented. She's known all across, all across the globe on a level in her music. And my dad, every time he sees it, oh, are you working on your little music? You doing your little album? Like, oh, dude, I would blow my mind away dealing with that crazy dude. Really? But that's what fathers do. I guess uh, I, I don't know if I'd be the same. I just don't feel like I'm going to be the same way. Everybody's like, well, you know, it's your little girl. When she's, even when she's older, she's going to be your little girl. Well, okay, I guess. Maybe in your maybe in your heart, but uh, you know you don't. Yeah, there should be a point where you just like this is a grown ass person. I should treat him like a grown ass person, but some people can't let it go. That's like sometimes they say men. You can tell when a man uh, got his most sex during his lifetime because that's the clothes he still wears. So like if a dude was 
was a Mac in the 70s. He's still wearing 70s outfits because that's where he got the most pussy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it kind of it remains true. You see it sometimes. Guys cling to that moment of the most success. Is that why my dad wears head-to-toe camouflage? Did he go through a camouflage <laughs> phase where he was just getting all the pudding? Was, it, was he in the war? <laughs> No. He must got hella pussy in This camo is a pussy magnet. Well, my brother told me, because I don't know if you know, um, I don't know if you ever met my dad when he was going through his Indian phase where he... he... I did, once. Once I, I did with the, uh, with the choker. He used to wear Indian chokers and he would wear moccasins and he had his hair real long and he quit all that. I... And and I asked my brother, I was like, why does he wear camouflage everywhere he goes now? I mean, every day he wears head-to-toe just about camouflage. And I'm like, why did he change his whole Indian thing? <laughs> and he's like, well, he's been a body man for 40 years. He got to the point where his, his carpal tunnel and his fingers got so bad he, he, he couldn't tie his Indian chokers, so he had to change it. it <laughs> My brother Jim goes. It changed. My brother Jim goes. It changed his game. <laughs> oh, so it have been in the in the bathroom that morning when he realized he couldn't tie his chokers no more. Boy, I bet you, I bet you there was a revelation in that bathroom that went a little while. It's time to grow this beard out and start pretending I'm related to Duck Dynasty. That's what he was thinking. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny that it's funny what you're telling me about what he said to you about me at my wedding or whatever. Um, it was nice to hear, but yeah, I've always heard secondhand. Your daddy is so proud of you. I'm like, really? Because the motherfucker ain't never told me. <laughs> he can't. He can't. He don't want you. He just said. It's that Charlie Brown syndrome when Lucy used to walk by and push on his head to make sure he didn't get taller than he was. Just want to make sure that you just always know I'm the biggest dog in the, in the yard. You can't do nothing about it. Yeah. He loves you, and he's proud of you. He just will never tell you. Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But then he had, oh, by the way, on the box, so with the team, Okay, so I'm using the, uh, the the chia seeds in my in my uh, smoothies, uh, but the it, tea. How do you make it? You just use a how much you use? Like a teaspoon? Well, first of all, for the people uh, listening, I, I sent Justin a package of uh, with with uh, had matcha tea and this stuff called chia seeds. I'm trying to keep my friend alive as long as possible because... Uh... <laughs> he afraid if I go, he gonna go immediately after. We're like an old married couple. He won't be able to survive if I die. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so I sent Justin this matcha tea, which is supposed to be like... I don't know if you Googled it yet, but it's supposed to be like the healthiest drink you can have, matcha tea. And uh, Okay. So I, I usually take like a, a measured teaspoon and put it in there and then hot hot water. You don't need a lot, but I always put more in there than I need and then put more water. So just kind of how you like it and how you, um, okay. but you don't need a lot. And do, suppose, do you do anything with it? Do you, do, you, do you sweeten it or anything? I had a cup this morning. Uh, it wasn't I, bad at all. 
I don't. I mean, it doesn't. Okay. It's one of those things to me that doesn't taste good or bad. It's just kind of right. Hot water with a little hint of something. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It, it's it's helped me with my because I quit coffee and uh, it, it's it's helped me with caffeine and all that. It's still got caffeine in it, but it's like a different kind, and it's got something called uh, L-theanine in it, which keeps you calm. Um, okay. Which I, I feel a lot better lately, just in general. Uh, since I quit, since I quit that coffee, but what you up to? About you said you drink about three cups a day. Uh, matcha tea, I usually do, but like I said, I usually overdo it. I usually have some green tea on top of that too, and uh, yeah, but it's still not near as much caffeine as I as I was drinking, and it's a different kind. And yeah. those chia seeds, I also put them in yogurt, and like the Aztecs yeah. call them like the perfect food or some shit. But anyway, um, yeah, man, I'm glad you got it so fast and. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was great, and 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 the uh, and the weed was even better. Thank you for that as well. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what what got into your box? Because I didn't. I didn't. Somewhere between California and Chicago, maybe they maybe they there's a transit center in Colorado, but somebody put some weed in there for me too, and that that sure helped out a whole great deal. Talking about calming your nerves. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we need to be admitting to federal offenses on my podcast, but uh Oh, not 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 really. <laughs> what I'm talking about. You're talking about that uh um yeah. Can't even come up with a lie that fast. I know. Funny. It's fine. Ain't nobody giving a fuck, Justin. It wasn't that it wasn't that, it was it wasn't that much pot and uh <laughs> and, and, and and nobody gives a shit, really. Yeah. I think we're almost at the point. After after we saw what happened with the vote, so there's eight states now that have legalized recreational marijuana. There's 28 that uh, still do uh, that allow medicinal. It's being decriminalized. It, that is going to be the least of our worries over the next couple four years. That's for sure. I've got a cousin in Arkansas. I don't really know her very well, but she's <clears throat> she's real naive and and uh, still pretty young, like 17 or something, and she's like. What my friends don't understand is that you still have to get a medical license and be of age and blah, blah, blah. And I had to tell her, I was like, listen, if you want a pot license, it is not difficult. <laughs> right, right, you can come right. up with any damn reason and they're like, okay, pay 60 bucks. You know, they don't give a shit. <laughs> and she's like, I live in the Bible Belt where they're going to be a little more strict. And I'm like, girl, you are so naive. People in the South yeah. get fucked up too. <laughs> right, right. Bible right. Belt, my ass. Martin Luther King used to fuck hookers, and he was one of the best men our country's ever seen. <laughs> Ain't nobody perfect. <laughs> right. Quit thinking they are. It's not going to happen. Yeah, ain't nobody perfect, and all this shit about who's right and who's wrong. Man, I, I, I just about can't get on Facebook anymore. It's so. All yeah, it I is is to, this shit, I man. I take a break from social media. <clears throat> I took the app off my phone, and and which helped for a minute, but then I realized how quickly I could still get on it just through my internet right. connection on my phone. So then I'm like, well, shit, right. this is just a bad, a shittier connection that I'm on just as much. So, <laughs> right, right. So, I, I, I've, I've been in that position before. I'm just going to get off of Facebook, delete the app. And then all of a sudden, all I'm doing is going through Safari to get to it, going through the browser, and it's just like, well, I'm still doing it, and I want to be able to see it, so put the app back. And, and it's like, it, it's, 
it, it's embarrassing to me how addicting it is, or it can be, to, to read other people's arguments and hear them going back and forth and all that shit, and I have to just be like, hey man, you need to just get off this, and I just have to force myself sometimes, because I, I feel myself getting upset just because you want to you want to address every stupid point you see and be like, well, here's why I think you're wrong, even though, fuck, maybe I'm not, you know, right about whatever. I just, some things I get so... Oh. Yeah, for for me, uh, there's a, there's a new term going around right now in the media uh, about bubbles and how people are in their own bubble, and that's how uh, a lot of people were surprised about the rise of this election and 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 the president elect being able to get in and and people not being able to realize that it was going to happen, and so I, I'm a victim of bubble because I've deliberately I. Man, I, I went and deleted everybody who was uh, pro Donald Trump just during the election. I just, I, I just already erased it because I just didn't want to see it. And then there's a button on there where you can hide people that you don't want to see. So that's the other part. So for me, most of my timeline on Facebook is nothing but stuff that I pretty much agree with. Most of the people that I look at, or most of the people whose opinions I see are people who are like-minded people. So I'm in a little bubble when it comes to that. But I was not surprised at all. I, 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 there was there was no shock in me that he won. It was dismay and disappointment, but it was no shock at all, man. I, I'm a, I'm a 40-something-year-old black man in, in this country. I've seen some really outrageous shit. And the fact that Donald... I mean, listen, Ronald Reagan was an actor that did movies with monkeys. And he became a two-term president. There's a there was a time where I would have said, Well that's insane and now I'm yeah. like, Well fuck. You can't. You can't you, you can never you know, say that uh, you can never say that again. That can't happen. When 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 Kanye West was talking about twenty twenty, I'm running for president and everybody was like, This motherfucker right now, give him four years, a platform, millions of, of, of followers. They call them followers on social media. You have followers. Jim Jones had followers. David Koresh had followers. You can get followers to do whatever you want them to do. And if you get the right people, I mean, it was just a, it, it was a perfect storm. And you remember telling me, what did Gallagher tell you? What's the best advice Gallagher ever said to you? The crowd what, gets what, the show they deserve. Absolutely. And this country is getting the president that they deserve. After eight years of treating Obama like a house nigga, now they get an opportunity to see how great he was by comparing him to the next four years of Donald Trump. And, and, I, and I've been writing about this uh, last night. I started writing about it. But you know what? To be real honest with you, I'm glad he won. And the reason why I'm glad he won is because can you imagine what these fucking backwater bubbles was going to do? If Hillary Clinton became president, man, they were loaded up. The guns were ready. They were ready for the Civil War. Now, these bubbas get to drink beer and celebrate and ride around with the Confederate flag. That's fine. They ain't causing no damage because now all they're doing is gloating. I don't mind a gloating redneck. I mind a mad, pissed off, 
some bitches in the office. I ain't gonna have no woman telling me what to do. They tell me what to do every day at home. I ain't gonna deal with this shit in my life. Them fucks would have caused a war. It would have been a mess. So now we get four years, and the, and the best part about it is Donald Trump's not gonna be who they think he's gonna be. You talking about flip flops? He, he's he's already going back on a lot of the shit he said he was going to do because he, he he had to say a lot of that shit to get some of these fuckers fired up. Absolutely. He did what he was supposed to do. He hustled the vote. He manipulated the voters. They all, well, he's going to drain the swamp. Really? He got Giuliani. He got uh, 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 Christie. He's got all these longtime politicians right there in his cabinet. He ain't draining the swamp. He just jumped in and swimming around in the mud with the rest of these folks. He, and, and then he went into the office and, and, and talked to President Obama, and he came out looking like a kid that just got told there ain't no Santa Claus in the Easter Bunny dead. He, he realized that, oh, shit, this, this, this is a real job. My brother said something to me the other day. You really think a man like Donald Trump Who's had, who's had the right to do whatever he wanted to do since the day he was born, wants to wait till he's 70 years old to have to work hard for the first time in his life? Fuck no! Why? Why would you? He's already talking about he don't want to stay in the White House full time. He don't want to live in the White House full time. Motherfucker, that comes with a job. You got to stay in the house. That's where that president lives. <laughs> did, did, didn't you see that? Didn't you know that? Well, my only my only hope as 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 far as him being a good businessman is that he can delegate it to people who can actually do the jobs that they that need to be done. You know, but the, the, the thing the thing that the American people are going to see, and this might cause more of an uprising than anything else, but what they're going to see is that the power of president does not mean. Anything. Not yet. Now, there's too there's, there's too many checks and balances. Everybody's we're gonna have this crazy man with his finger on the button. Oh my god, you still think there's a button? It's just like when I ran for in, when I ran in eighth grade for president of uh, my middle school, I told him I was gonna put in a pop machine. How the fuck was I gonna do that? <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, Yeah, I'm gonna vote for Gaither, he's gonna give us a pop machine or some shit. I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> Get us a pop machine. Did you, did you, did you win? Yeah, I won because I was popular. <laughs> Not to like brag about my popularity in eighth grade, but um, nobody, nobody, nobody questioned the the, the results of the pop machine. They, they, anybody ever asked you, hey man, where's my pop machine? Man, I just, you know, I just told them that I ran into some bureaucracy and some red tape and. Found out the Mexicans wasn't gonna pay for the for the pop machine. Yeah, I was only the president for about I think it was one quarter before I got a D, oh. and and then I got a D, and they kicked me out. They kicked me off. <laughs> well, I wish that's the same I didn't show up to any meetings. I mean, it was just a joke for me. I didn't put up any signs. I kind of felt bad because I beat these two girls who like put up signs and were like really putting all their heart into it and. Uh, I'm telling you, that's exactly what's going to happen with this election. He, I was, I was, he ain't going to go to the meeting. He ain't going to be there. Yeah. And he, and he, beat a, he beat a girl that put all that money in. And uh, and now we got President Donald J. Trump. Well, you know what? I, I thought all the way up until like a week before the election, I still thought he had no chance. And 
I, I still was like, there's no freaking how way. Could you, how, could you, how could you think that, Timmy? As, as, as much of this country as you travel and see and meet these people, you know, these salt of the earth fucks, you know that these people came out. It was, it's just, it's, everybody says, well, I just want something different. I want to change. That's just, it's just the same thing that happens every election, except when Obama, he gets two, he gets to be two terms because, you know, they didn't put anybody up against him and he wasn't doing a bad job. He, doing, he did fine. He did, he did fine for the American people. But where we were eight years ago, he did exactly what he's supposed to do and he did the best he could. Yes, he didn't live up to all of his promises. Nobody does. Uh, but he did a great job being a first black president and, and, so what everybody does after we had George W. Bush for eight, and everybody said we need change and hope, and that's what Obama gave him, and that's exactly the same thing that's going on now. It's just headed, uh, just giving it to a different audience. That's why black people didn't get out and vote the way they should have this year. That's why, uh, uh, I, and I, you know, I'm so confused about women. I just don't understand the woman voter. I, 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 I consider myself somewhat of a feminist. I, I believe in the power of women. Every woman that I know in my personal life are strong, powerful women. All my female cousins are strong women. All my sisters are strong women. My mother was a strong woman. All my aunts strong women. So I, the woman I'm gonna marry is a strong woman. All these women that I had around me, that was my bubble of these women. I was like, well, these women ain't gonna put up with this shit, grabbing the pussy, do whatever you want to. Oh no, there's no way. And then they just flipped. There was a big number. And I still believe that what that is is there's a group of women who just will do whatever their husband says they're going to do. And because of that, I think a lot of the female vote was a vote for what their husband was voting. And a lot of those middle, mid, mid-range, middle-class, lower-class, uneducated, white male voters was like, he's speaking for me. He's just like I am. Oh, well, really? He's some, a some- billionaire. Something else that didn't do uh, Hillary any favors when it came to that whole pussy grabbing thing was when Bill got in trouble for for sticking a cigar in Monica's hoo ha. Uh, she came out again. All these women started coming out of the woodwork saying that he had assaulted them too, and blah blah blah. And Hillary was like, "These women are whores. They're liars." Uh, so she didn't do she didn't do that situation any favor because a lot of people knew about that. Um, and part of the reason that I thought, I didn't think until, I just didn't see it happening. I just couldn't see it happening. President Donald Trump, I just couldn't fucking wrap my mind around that being the case. But then the more that I read about Hillary, and the more that I, because my little brother was just adamant about about how we're going to go to war if Trump's not president and blah, 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 which I don't think he's right about that, but... Um, so I started reading about Hillary Clinton, and I started. I was like, "Well, fuck! If any of this shit is true, uh, uh, she is pretty untrustworthy." Also, like we are just right, no, right, right. no matter who would have won this election, it would have it, it. It. I just don't. I don't it was know. Be ugly. Yeah, we had, we had, we had, we had ugly choices this this election season. For me, though, I try to. On a, on a daily basis, I try to live my life in a way where I think of, of the community more so than just myself. And for me, the, the, the hate and the racism and the xenophobia and, and, and the hatred that he spewed was, oh, 
overwhelmingly too much, too heavy for me to vote for him over her. If, and, and, and I wasn't going to just put my vote out to a third party. I respect those who did. I don't have a problem with that. I live in Illinois, so uh, Hillary won hands down in Illinois. But so, so a third party vote wouldn't have affected it one way or another. And I know it did in some states, but it wouldn't have affected it here. But I was just trying. My vote was a vote against Donald Trump. That's all my vote was. It wasn't for Hillary. It was against Donald Trump. You cannot. And I knew the people that he was going to have around him. When you when you don't when you don't denounce the Ku Klux Klan. When you don't when you stand and and make fun of disabled people. When you say that all the Mexicans in the country gotta go. When you put this kind of when you spew this kind of hate, you're spewing it to the kids. I'm not trying to make it be what about the kids? I don't give a fuck about the kids that much. But the, the people make a big deal about it because it's true. All these schools are having these issues with kids yelling at Hispanic kids, telling them they're gonna get deported and, and treat them like, man, that's that's ugliness that's on a different level. And you can't deny that ugliness anymore because the president of the United States is the one who who's represented that. I mean Barack Obama showed class and poise throughout all this hate that was skewed at him for eight years. And and so when your kids see that, you can see show them and say, Well listen, this man was classy about all the hate that was skewed at him and he and he held his head high and he was respectful and he did the things he was supposed to do. But you can't say that to kids no more. The president of the United States told him I'm gonna I'm gonna kick their fucking ass on, on national TV. I, I just, it's just it's 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 mind boggling. Yeah. And there's a way to say things. I came across this. Uh, I came across this Bill Clinton speech, and, and I was a Bill Clinton fan. I, I I don't I don't know a lot about politics, but I just liked him. I thought he was smooth as shit, and I thought he was really smart. And our economy was good. And for for where from where I was sitting at that point in my life, I was like, this guy's a good president. Um, right. Uh, he, he had he had me at, at Arsenio. I was. I was a freshman in college, and, and Arsenio Hall was hot, and Bill Clinton sitting there blowing a the saxophone. Somebody said he might smoke weed, and I was like, well, fuck, <laughs> this, this guy's got to be the dude. Right. Um, oh, this is what I was going to say about about him. He, uh, I came across this speech that he gave to Congress the other day, or not the other day, it was mm. when he was president, and he said he said almost the exact same thing that Trump said about about Mexico and illegal immigrants and deportation and all that. He said almost the exact same. He had the same stance. I, 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 I think I saw the speech you're talking about. The yeah. same stance on it. He just said uh-huh. it in such a presidential way that everyone right. was like, "Okay, that makes sense." And everything, you know, it was just it was. And and Donald that, Trump has basically. Said the same thing on a lot of is- on, in in a lot of ways on that issue, but he said it in such a embarrassing way. It makes it hard for anyone to even understand what he's trying to say. And then he says something like, "And a lot of them, a lot of these illegal aliens that they 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 rape and blah blah." And then it gets spun into, "Well, he said all Mexicans are rapists." And it's like, "Well, that ain't what he said, but goddamn it, he could have said it better." Right, right, right. <laughs> you know. It's the manipulation of the words. It, 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 and, see, the problem is, when you do that, when you speak that way, then regular people who speak that way and act that way feel empowered. That's the issue. When you get this empowerment, when, it, when, it, when, when the votes first start coming in, uh, they were, I can't remember if it was Florida or somewhere. 
all just a, a, a gaggle of, of misdirection. And when you give power to these, these people who are afraid they are powerless anymore, it's so funny to hear white guys talk about, you know, I saw an interview the other day and, and they were arguing back and forth and the, and the, and the white guy goes, well, I just can't say anything because I'm a white male in this country. Really? It's, it, I, how bad is it to be a white man in America? It feels like they feel because they didn't have a white president that all of a sudden they lost all the power and they're not in control anymore. The scary part for, for a certain segment of this country is they're, they're losing. They're no longer the power that they once were. And for a second, I thought this election was going to be the turning point and just show them, okay, you, you guys aren't in charge anymore. But they came out of the woodwork. I mean, literally came out of the woods to vote for Donald Trump. The rural areas just flooded out for election time. And that's what happened for Obama. Black folks came out that wasn't voting. And so when you feel, when your back is against the wall and you feel like you're no longer where you were, even in your mind, my father used to have a line all the time. There's nothing a peck of wood with a nickel hates more than a nigga with a quarter. And that's what a lot of rednecks or bubbles felt like. I'm not in power anymore, and I'm going to scream my power. This is my opinion. I don't know. What but I'm going to scream my power out the best way I can. We're going to get this guy in office. And they did it. And, 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 and just the same way, eight years ago, I sat and I said to all the Republican friends that I had, he's your president, too. He's your president, too. Now I have to be the same person on the other side. Donald J. J. Trump is my president, too. I cannot, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I thought about it. You know, I, I just went on that trip to, to Lone, Mexico, had a great time, really thought about not coming back, really thought about moving there. But at this point, I feel like, you know what? You're not going to run me out of this country. Yeah. You're not going to make me leave. I'm not going anywhere. You don't have to face me. You don't have to deal with me. I'm going to speak loud. I'm going to tell everybody my opinions. And you're just going to have to deal because I'm still an American, born here, raised here. This is my country. I, 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 this is my line. This is where I'm from. And you're not going to push me out of my country and turn this into some utopia for, for Chevy-driving, Confederate flag-waving Dallas Cowboy fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you one of my biggest fears, selfishly as a as a comic, is that you know I, I talk about race a fair amount in my act, and it usually does pretty well um, because they're good jokes and they're not from you know they. I, I think crowds are able to see that they come from the right place in my heart, and there's nothing uh, if they listen. I'm not saying anything, but I'm afraid now that people are going to mistakenly think, oh, he thinks he can talk like this now because he's got Donald Trump in the White House. And I'm like, no, right, fuckers, right, I, have, I have talked right. like this my whole career. I don't give a fuck about, you, you know. You have, you, you have, you do have something going against you. It's, it's you have a, a tiny bit of an accent when you want to, and you're a white man, and if you want to talk about race, you better believe that, there's going to be somebody in the audience that's going to be like, mm, what the fuck is this? I mean, we're all going to, comics are all going to have to deal with it. I just watched a video of Wanda Sykes getting booed. I mean, booed is a big thing in Boston, that Kim Neely uh, fundraiser that they do. And, uh, and she got just ripped apart by this audience for just speaking what comics speak. She can't, I mean, it, it's to a point where why do you come to a comedy show expecting them to be 
this everything that they say is going to be what you want them to say. That's not what this is for. Don't go to a comedy show. It's like somebody walking into a haunted house or walking around going, I can't believe they're scaring people here. Why are they? <laughs> well, the fucker, you walked into a haunted house. You knew it was a haunted house. Complaining to the manager. I, he jumped out in front of my child. Right, right, <laughs> right. You, you walked in here. That's what and, we do here, bitch. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle at least for a year. It's going to be a battle for comics to get our voice back to be able to say whatever we want to say. Uh, that, that that was why I got into this. That's the reason why I stayed into this because I can say whatever I want to say and, and not have to worry about retribution because I am a comedian and I can speak my mind and speak the mind of, of, of people who think like me. But right now, oh, we, we, we got a mess. We got a mess. I haven't been on stage since uh, the election, so... I haven't either. I haven't either. So, I'm going to Albany, New York on Thursday. Have you done the Funny Bone yet in Albany? I haven't done the new Albany room. I heard it's good. I heard it's nice. Well, that's where I'm going to be, know. and uh, <clears throat> I'm sure it'll be fine, but, you know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the same filling out process. It's, it's all just the same process of, of filling out how audiences are. And the reminder that we can, this is what I had to remind myself uh, when I left the house finally after the election a couple of days later or a day later or whatever. When I was driving around, the sun still came up, everybody's still going to work, everybody's still doing what they're doing. And we have to remember she won the popular vote. That means over fifty percent of the people in this country that voted still believe that she was the right choice. So that means there's probably over fifty percent of people that kind of agree with you politically. So the people that you see in the street, chances are, I don't, I'm not in rural areas. I don't live in a rural area. I don't live around these people, so I don't see them on a regular basis. So I can't have this hate in my heart walking around seeing everybody that I see just assuming that this guy is is a pro-Trumper and he hates anybody who doesn't look like him or anything. I, I can't make that assumption. I have spent a long time in my life trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. I st I'm still going to do that. I'm still going to smile at people and talk to people and, 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 and say what I want to say. And and I, I just don't think it's going to be, I just don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I remember when G-Dub first got in office and having these same thought processes like, oh my God, this is just going to be the worst. This is the worst ever. I can't believe this country did this, the whole Florida and the Hank Chads and all that kind of stuff. But we got through it, even as bad as it was, and people losing jobs. We got through it, and we're gonna get through this too. It's just, it's just, it's just all part of the cycle. And because we have the media presence, and the media just absolutely messed this election completely up. Uh, there should be the job of pollster should be erased. There should not be a pollster ever again. Uh, all this pre-election stuff and them telling us what it's going to be and the percentage, all that shit is bullshit. And if four years from now, they do that again, the American public is just stupid and they've been manipulated by man, the system these, absolutely these, against them. These fucking polls and survey, all that shit. Man, I ain't never done a poll in my entire life. Right. Uh, who's do, who's right. filling this shit out? You know, right. like, who who are they talking to? You know, that's what I want to know whenever they say, oh, statistics say, really? Because I ain't never met a mother. How that's why, you can manipulate that's why anything. The that's why people are in their bubble. You pick what you like, your entertainment, your news entertainment. And there's, there's a study that says over 50% of people get their news from Facebook. 
realize how many phony Facebook articles there are that get passed around. There, there are websites that absolutely just spew lies. Forty percent of the time, it's nothing but lies. But those stories get shared millions of times. And if you share a lie enough, it becomes the truth. You can just say something over and over, man. You get enough people to say it. Well, in somebody's mind, it's going to be the absolute truth, and you can't argue with that person because they're just going to believe whatever they want to believe because they got it from whatever website they got it from. And they're just like, nope, this is it. I just saw it. Hillary killed five people with her bare hands. I saw her do it. They yeah. got a video of her killing five fucking people. Okay, all right. Well, I can't tell you anything because you're going to believe whatever you want to believe because you just think if it's on the Internet, it's true. That was something I thought last night. I watched uh, this week with John Oliver. Uh, and and he just he jumped a couple of things where uh, uh, even Bill O'Reilly questioned Trump on he had he had posted this thing on Twitter that that eighty five percent of 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 black or the, the, the black murders or, or something about killing white people and the percentages was all wrong and Bill O'Reilly was this is not true and and, and President elect Trump said well what do I know how you know I'm not on the internet what what? You saw the internet? So it makes it true? I, because I get, I get millions of these things. I, how, how am I supposed to know what's, what's true and what's not? He's just throwing shit out there about stuff he heard. You're the fucking president, man. You're running for president and you just spewed all this stuff. And it worked. And some, of this, worked. Some, some of this shit, at the very least, you're like, well, at the very least, there is more to that than you're hearing. Like, like right, when you hear right. when you hear Hillary Clinton got a twelve year old off twelve a murder uh, like somebody raped a twelve year old and she got the guy off and laughed about it. I'm like, really? Is that exactly is that exactly how that went down? Because I wasn't right, there right. and I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that's not exactly what the fuck happened. Oh, look what I did! Right. I got a I got a guy off who raped a twelve year old. Aren't I the best? And I in laughing about it. I'm I'm sure that's exactly how that fucking played out. You know, I mean, because if, if, if she's that person, then, then she's laughing at some really raw stuff all the time, and we see that. I, it, it's just, it's just all, it's all, it's hard to, to, to just accept the country that we're in, the government that we have, and the way that things are, are just, they feel like they're just falling apart, but they're not. And you know, no, he, it'll he, be all right. He might have had, yeah, yeah. He, Truthfully, might have a better relationship with Vladimir Putin than, than, than we've had. Maybe that'll bring some peace. But the things that he's doing, he's going he's gonna to fuck up our relationships with a lot of people across the planet. And and I've traveled this planet, and I know that it's smaller than we think it is. And we're closer to each other than we, we act like we are. And, and if you don't look at us as a whole, this planet as a whole... And you're gonna ruin it. And, and the fact that you don't think global warming is real just blows my mind. The fact that you can just say, I mean, these are scientists that said that it's, it's fact. And the fact that you can just say, oh, I don't think it's real. Well, why? <laughs> because you, you figured that out while you was while you was uh, running the apprentice or while you was building hotels. You figured out that you know, you have no no degree, you have no degree, you have no doctorate in science. How are you going to tell scientists? They're wrong about global. Oh my God! You're kidding me. I, I always that ignorance is hard. That's I, hard to accept ignorance on that level. I always remember. Uh, um, gosh dang it! What's his name now? I just forgot it. Ron Morey. He used to have this thing impersonating Al Gore, and he goes, "When the 
ice caps melt, the polar bears will have no place to live. <laughs> and they're melting. And they are melting. Oh, they're melting they like a motherfucker. It ain't, it ain't supposed to be 80 in Kansas in November. Right. I'm, I'm in Chicago right now, and the sun is blazing out. It's a beautiful day. But no, no, no. Somebody's going to bring a, a, a snowball in the Congress and say, look, I thought it was global warming. Fucking that job. Idiot. Well, buddy, we are at 44 minutes, and I'm trying to keep this thing to around 45, so... Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> right. There's more I wanted to talk about, but, you know, we'll do it again soon. Uh, is there anything yep, yep. anything you want to you want to tell people, your Twitter or anything, your Instagram? Uh, uh, Twitter at Justin Leon, Instagram at Mr. Justin Leon, Facebook, all that stuff. I'm, I ain't hard to find. I ain't hide from nobody. I paid all my bills. Okay, cool, man. Well, right, uh, love you much, man. I'll let you so. All right, I'm gonna hang up. Uh, I'm gonna hang up this this uh, podcast, and then we'll say all this shit we didn't want other people to know. Cool, that'll work. All right, <laughs> all right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. So thanks again to my buddy Justin Leon, and thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, again, my fan page is Tim Gaither. That's G-A-I-T-H-E-R. You can find me on YouTube at the same name. Uh, my Twitter, at GaitherTim. I don't tweet much, but whatever. That's it. And I uh, appreciate you guys listening. We'll have an episode every week. We're going we're gonna to shoot for every Wednesday. So appreciate you guys listening, and uh, have a great week. Bye-bye.